With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Eye on the Future with your host, Lady Fontaine, co-host Dr. Jean Cirillo and Dr. special guest co-host Julie Snyder. This is Eye on the Future. Thank you, Frank. This is Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo. And we're here to answer your questions on love, life, career, and whatever is on your mind. Give us a call at 646-381-4141. We're waiting to hear from you. The number again is 646-381-4141. 4141. Well, we've got a great show in store for you tonight. Tonight, we're going to be learning about intuition. And later in the show, we're going to be doing some exercises to help you strengthen your intuition. We invite you all to follow along with us. There's a link on the show page for this show. Um, In a few minutes, we're going to be introducing a new segment called The Mailbag. Each week we're going to be taking, uh, each week we actually take so many calls live, but we seem to never have enough time and we're turning away a lot of people. So what we decided to do is that we're going to, be, we're going to invite all the listeners to send their questions to us at the Lady Fontaine Show at ladyfontaine.com. So each week Dr. Cirillo and I are going to select one or two questions to read right here on the air before we, we start taking the calls. The email address, again, is the Lady Fontaine Show at LadyFontaine.com. All the details about this are on my show page on Blog Talk Radio. So remember to email us with your questions and tune in each week because Dr. Jean Cirillo and myself are going to be answering your questions live on the air before we start taking your calls. So let's get started because we have a jam-packed show tonight. The switchboard is already lighting up, so give us a call at 646 381 4141. So, Dr. Cirillo, how are you? I'm fine. I'm feeling very tuned in, so I guess that's the anti-skeptic becoming uh, tuned into the psychic energy. Yeah, yeah, it feels strong tonight. And I feel it too. I really, really do. But last week when we were talking about, um, I think on the um, thought of the day, I came up with some stuff, and then we were talking about intuition and hormones do you remember that yes i do and i you threw out that you felt that um, intuition and hormones were somehow related and i wasn't so sure how i felt about that and i did tell you that i needed some time to think about it and i thought about it and i'm still not really finding the connection so can you give me some clarity as far as what you feel the connection is between hormones and intuition Okay, well, as I said, I was I was writing a book. It, it turned out the contract got canceled, but it was about the chemistry of love. It was supposed to be one of the complete idiot's guides. Uh, mm. 
And and in the research I did, which a lot of the stuff is relatively new, they're finding more and more that pheromones, which are the slight sense that everybody bo- everybody's body gives off, mm-hmm. and they really come from what type of immune system you have. And the attraction to the pheromones that you can't smell, if, if you smell somebody, it's normally their bacteria, it's not the pheromones. This This is like unconscious or underneath the surface, but it hooks into a part in your brain that lets you know if the person's immune system is similar to yours, you're not attracted to them. If the person's immune system is different, and that's much better for for procreation and for the culture and everything, then you're attracted so you don't catch diseases from each other very easily. You can go out, one person gets poison ivy, the other person doesn't, and often this happens and you produce healthier kids. And often what you perceive as your intuition as to, gee, I have a good feeling about that person or I have a bad feeling about so-and-so is nothing more than your nose, your nose, nose, your nose, the olfactory centers in the brain are telling you this person has an immune system that's different from yours. Go to, go to him or her. Whereas when it's the same, you don't feel attraction. And that can be, even with friends, uh, where it's not a sexual relationship, they say the chemistry of the team, the chemistry of the group, the chemistry between you and your best girlfriend or family members, that that also can come from the same thing, and, and, and it's hormones, pheromones, whatever you call it. Well, that's interesting because I know that at least years back there used to be certain, like, perfumes that were taking advantage of having, you know, the, the like pheromones. Like oil? Yeah, you know, and I I don't, there was an oil or something. I remember it used to be advertised a lot, like 10 or 15 years ago. I don't even know if they still have it, but they were advertising of it, like, attract the opposite sex and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But but one thing that, hearing what you have to say, one question that's sort of um, coming up in my mind is, what about situations where um, there's all this, you know, sexual attraction and chemistry and all this physical um, draw and pull towards someone, but there's just like this, you know, gut feeling that they're not right for you, or that okay, so that's that, something like that. To me, that right. that's what I'm thinking, and okay, that, okay, and that, so, and that to me though, so often, even when you have that intuition saying, "No, oh, this something doesn't feel the right," the pheromones take over, don't they? Yeah, they do. That's my point. That in the end, the sexual chemistry yeah. wins out in the end, anyhow. And so often people aren't listening to their gut feeling with things. Okay, but the gut feeling is telling you there's something in the person's character that's bad for you, either bad in general or for society or bad for you. And that's what the intuition, that's your unconscious, that's your mind, you, you, or you would say it's the source, whatever it is, is telling you that that person is not of great character, but their immune system is communicated through the pheromones. So they, the chemistry might be right. And that could be the conflict, but uh, the sense of the person's character is uh, that is, that this isn't a good person for you. So I'm wondering, though, if we're thinking that it's somebody picking up something about the character, is that then just the analytical part of the brain and not the intuition? Uh, well, the uh, you know, I would tend to believe the right and the left brain work together to some degree, and the analytical part of the brain is, telling the right brain, the more intuitive part, through emotions that I don't feel right, 
all the feeling really is when you don't feel right about something, it's like the sum total of the analytic uh, parts. And since the whole is greater than the parts, you really can't write it down and piece it together and make something logical out of it. It feels more than logical. It comes to you in terms of a general feeling, this is right or this isn't right. But, but it really comes from the higher processes. See, and I would argue that point and say it's, that it is coming from source, that that's where, not the analytical part, but that just that, that feeling, that gut feeling um, that is either directing us or leading us in a certain direction or preventing us from doing certain things or drawing us towards somebody I feel is coming from source, which is something outside of our physical body or brain. What draws us toward the person is usually the family. What draws us uh, against the person saying, I, I don't feel attracted to that person, but I wish I could love them. Uh, that could be that your intuition or your mind perceives that this person's character is right for you, but the chemistry isn't right. Now, when the character isn't right, often the chemistry is, and that's where you have the worst conflict. I mean, that could be why you stay with somebody who's totally abusive towards you. Mm. I know, and that's unfortunate. I mean, as a psychic, I hear that so often, that story. I'm sure as a psychologist, you hear that story, you know, countless times a day, week, or month. But um, we evolved from the animal kingdom, so it makes a lot of sense. You know, it's not about character when two rabbits get together. It's about keeping the rabbit race or the human race going. Right, and it's interesting that, that you had said that before when I said, you know, if you're, if you're faced with a situation where, um, you know, your, your, your physical attraction is there but that intuition is telling you no, um, you're right. I mean, 99% of the time the hormones went out, which is, is an interesting concept. When I started to think about this, I wasn't prepared for that answer, but it's true. I mean, I came up with this situation, and... and and I've experienced it myself, where something inside of me is saying, uh-uh, 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 but the attraction's there, so, hey, hey, why not, you know, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. And now it's time for Lady Fontaine's thought for the day. One of tonight's mailbag questions was my inspiration for tonight's thought for today. People often ask me what they should be doing with their lives, why they are here, what career changes should they make, who is their ideal mate, should they leave their husbands, wives, or jobs, etc., etc. My response is always the same. I can't make your choices for you. Life is about living and making choices. If you were supposed to do just one thing, then we would have come into this world with instructions when we were born. Some of us are lucky enough to know exactly what we want from an early age, and we are guided along the path. But along the way, we all have obstacles and choices. The key to life and why we are here is to have the experience of life. If someone tells you what you should do, what you should like, what you should, um, where you should go, then you rob yourself of the experiences you came here to have. Let's face it, yes. Spirit does know what the ultimate right is for you or what we should be doing or why we're here, but life is not about the destination. It's about the journey. Your higher self does know why you're here, and spirit could very likely go from point A to Z in five easy steps, but your ego and physical self and intellect 
takes detours and enjoys the scenic route and sometimes goes in circles, but spirit always enjoys the ride. Remember, you are spirit in a physical body. You want the experience. That is why you came into the lifetime. It is why we're here. When, you, when, we, when any of us decide to reincarnate into physical form, we do it because we desire. We actually crave the physical experience. That includes the ups and downs and everything in between. You're all here for the ride. When you're relying on someone else to tell you what you want or what you should do, you're depriving yourself of free choice and living your life's journey. I always tell my clients that I can't make their choices for them. It would cheat them of life's experiences. Plus, on the flip side, I don't want to take on the karma. A psychic should help guide you along the path of your choice, helping you maneuver around twists and turns that you create. A psychic should not be making your choices or decisions for you. Friends, enjoy the ride. Don't overanalyze it. No matter what you do, you can never make a mistake. <clears throat> the biggest mistake you can make is to be frozen and afraid to make choices and afraid to take risks because you are afraid of making a mistake. You're here to live and enjoy the experience. I would not be here doing this radio show, being a life coach and a psychic, if I had not been faced with obstacles and challenges along the way. I had choices to make. I could have opted to make different choices. If I did, I'd be on a different path. Would that be better or worse? Well, I don't know, but I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but who knows what other life experiences I could be having if I chose to take a detour now and then. I learned along the way with all my choices, and I've had some brilliant experiences. Life is about living and making choices. Stop worrying about making mistakes. There are no wrong choices. Everything holds a gift and a lesson. Experience life. Learn from it, but live it. Hey, Whoa, so <laughs> what do we think? <laughs> Is that just, true or not true? What do you guys think? It's just sinking in. That's That was that moment there. Well, you know... Um, I, I, as a psychic, I, oh, I so often have people who ask me to make their decisions for them, um, and I can't. I really, truly can't. I know that's hard. I do, too, and, and I can't either. I yeah. don't want the responsibility, and I'm not right. them. What's right for me might be wrong for them. And that's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. Even as a psychic, um, you know, people will argue, well, you should be able to see. And it's true. I can see, but it's <laughs> not my choice. I might they tell me you're the doctor, you know, like, uh, I've never said anything like that to anybody, so they want to put the responsibility on you, that's bad. And, and it truly is, because, you know, I can look at it, and in my, from my perspective, I could say, gee, that's not something I would want for me, but if a person chooses to stay in, say, a relationship or a job, um, I might be in that same kind of position, and I might step out of it, you know, six years before another person but they choose to stay in it because there's something for them to still learn. So it's that very, very fine line. But to me, you know, more important than anything is just really living life and enjoying the experiences. So many people are so afraid of making mistakes. But that's, exact, that's exactly it. What, it, it. Everything that you're saying is stemming from fear. Mm -hmm. People, there's this, uh, this human nature to pass the buck and give somebody else give somebody else the burden of making the decisions be it your government your religion your the psychic that you're calling the therapist that you're seeing 
they're all different ways, and people spend so much time, effort, and money, and just energy trying to not take responsibility for what they do, what they do in their day-to-day life. And it's really because of it's a fear. They're afraid they're going to make the wrong decision. So it's, it's, remember, it's a very good point to make. Uh, on, on that note, I remember there was this TV show uh, a few years back. It was called Cupid. I don't know if any of you I do remember that seeing show. that, yeah. Every week there was sort of a lesson like that, but I remember one episode in particular. It was a bunch of guys in a class learning how to pick up women, and so they took it to a bar. They decided to take the class for experiential, and all the guys were in the corner, and they just couldn't do it. They were just, they were, they had so much fear, they couldn't approach the women. So they decided to make it a contest that whoever got rejected the most by the most women, would get a bottle of Dom Perignon. <laughs> oh! <And> it, <laughs> but it can change your perspective that way. Yeah. And, and you can do that in psychology. It's called the risk <laughs> exercise. You're afraid of being a fool. Okay, you walk a banana down the street and watch people laugh at you. And, mm-hmm. you exactly. know, you tolerate being a fool. Exactly. See, that example Julie just gave, though, like, that's sort of taking another another kind of standard of human nature that competition rivals everything. So and I was thinking <laughs> that too. That I mean, trumps fear. Yeah, so. and and that really is true. That really spurs something different in a person when suddenly it's a competition. But what Julie said, I mean, is 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 really it's fact. It's the truth that life is really only our perception of what's going on. All we need to do is change our perception to change our lives. And on that note, phone lines are open. So please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. They're here to answer all your questions about love, relationships, and life. So call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your questions at the Lady Fontaine Show at LadyFontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. So now we're going to play Lisa Elvin Saltari's weekly astrological starline report. Hi, this is Lisa with the Starline Report. Aries, your ruler Mars finally moves ahead this week, and you're like a tiger finally set free. Use that creative energy and strength to your best advantage. The new moon on the 15th asks you to truly look within to find the meaning and substance of your life. Where are you going, and what do you really want? Taurus, on the 11th, your ruler Venus frowns at powerful Pluto. It may be time for you to examine some of the core beliefs and values in your life. A conversation with yourself is truly needed at this time. The new moon on the 15th urges you to break free and seek friends who truly help you see the light within yourself. Gemini, your star is still on the rise this week, and you may be surprised at how all those dots and connections meet up on the 14th. Your mind has never been sharper. The new moon on the 15th falls in your career zone. This is the time for planting seeds and truly tending to your garden. Cancer, with Mars now direct in your money zone, many of you will be breathing a sigh of relief that the money flow will start back up in your life. The new moon on the 
15 has you questioning some things you perhaps have always taken for granted or have never thought about. Dig deep and ponder. Leo, finally, Mars and Leo moves forward after three long months of retrograde motion. You are fired up and ready to go. With the new moon falling in your financial zone on the 15th, you are definitely ready to move some mountains if you have to. On the 17th, a sudden opportunity could emerge from nowhere. Virgo, on the 14th, things suddenly start to make sense, and you are able to discern what is real and what is not. With a razor-like intensity, a sudden breakthrough could emerge on the 15th due to a partner's timely intervention. Be grateful that you have such good support around you. Libra, uh-oh, the week starts off with your ruler Venus at odds with Pluto. A family member may pick a fight that you simply do not want to engage in. Stay cool and stay in neutral, please. On the 15th, the new moon in your work zone could see new opportunities or situations emerging very soon in this area. Scorpio, watch what you say around an office colleague around the 11th. They may not be able to keep a secret as well as you, or may take things totally in the wrong way. On the 15th, love and fun come calling. Make sure you answer the call. Career interests begin moving forward. You could hear some news soon. Sagittarius, family dynamics for drama this week. Stick to seeing it at the movies rather than real life. On the 15th, it's time to truly examine what works for you on the home front. Do you need to move or buy a new home? Time will tell, but this could be a moment of decision. Capricorn, avoid taking on too much this week. You need to pace yourself to not burn the candles at both ends. On the 15th, a new communication tool or even car may be in the offing. So anything that will help you maximize your time is extremely useful right now. Aquarius, relationship issues begin to move forward for many of you. It's been three months of being a little off the beaten track. This week sees you finally putting the pieces together. On the 17th, a sudden opportunity for financial gain could be yours. You need to seize the moment and quit worrying so much. Pisces, this is a banner week for you, dear Pisces. Work situations finally begin to see the sweet light of reason, and you can begin to move forward on a new project. The new moon in your sign on the 15th tells us that this is your time to make a wish, throw it out there, and just believe. This is Lisa with the Starline Report. Always follow your star. You know, I wish that Joanna was on the phone today. I know she's home, you know, um, resting because she hasn't been feeling well. There's some major astrological thing that's happening tomorrow. I mean, something has been retrograde for like three months, and that's probably why even Dr. Cirillo feels a different energy. I mean, there's a major change. I've been waiting for March 10th, which is tomorrow, for quite some time, because when Lisa did our charts a few weeks ago, she had told me that that was going to be a, a turning point for me, and certainly in her um, astrological predictions for this week, it's it's looking pretty good. How about with you guys? Um, I just thought it was interesting that I'm a, I'm a Libra, and we we are known as the people who are the most balanced and can mm. see every side of the story. Mm-hmm. And her advice for this week was stay neutral, which is not an <laughs> issue for Libras. <laughs> so I just. I found that pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Anybody yeah, else have trying anything? to pick a fight with you. I, I heard Ooh. that about stay neutral. Uh, let's see. You know, I remember the person when we were talking about that event that was supposed to happen December 21st, uh, 2012. Yes, 12, and what yes. did he say that uh, 
March, especially dates. I think he mentioned March 10th was much yeah. more of a relevant date. You you remember than than mm-hmm. uh, than than the December well, actually, 21st. Well, actually, there's. Um, uh, I think he said March 20. Well, there's something changing in March 10th that I don't know enough about astrology to know what's happening. But he had um, some concern from a terrorist standpoint, you know, that there'd be another terrorist attack. Um, I think it was March 20-something because uh, Joanna's folks are traveling in that time frame, and I did ask her to check with um, Ray Setti, in fact, is his name, and just find out the exact dates that were in question. But um, well, That's right around the holidays, so that would make sense sense, you know, if somebody was going after people of certain groups or certain religions that around Easter and Passover, that would be mm. a time to be. Well, I, I hope they're wrong. I really, really hope they're wrong. The December date, the December 21st, 2012 date is, and I'm trying to get a guest on to talk about that because that's, uh, the Mayan calendar ends on that date and there's a lot of speculation out there. Is the world ending? Is it just going to be a um, you know, some sort of spiritual shift, or is nothing going to happen at all? So um, I don't know that any of us really know. All I know is that there's an astrological, or, or not astrological, not astrological, but the planets are going to align in a certain way that hasn't happened, like for 26,000 years or something like that. And the last time it happened was the last time we had a lot of problems on this earth. So right. I'm preparing for the worst just in case. I'm going to go with spiritual shift. That'll hope, make me feel I hope better. That's right. I hope that's <laughs> yeah. right. I, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if it's going to be as bad as what some of these people say, man, it's going to be bad. So I don't think there's anything that anybody could do to really um, um, prepare for this the right way. Well, I'll tell you, the Earth really seems to be shifting. It's scary, all these earthquakes of, of very high magnitude. And the, the one in uh, Chile, I think it knocked the Earth uh, three degrees off its axis. Yeah, well, it in fact, Frank talked about that on his show. It was yeah. uh, how many? Uh, you had the exact... It was uh, 1.46, I believe, milliseconds shorter our days are right now because we're all about three feet to the left right now. Hello? Yeah, the Earth is really shifting, so, you know, maybe we're preparing for something. Just a quick thing, uh, Rachel, on our switchboard just uh, said to me that Mars go- goes direct on March 10th. It's been in retrograde. Oh, then that, that's so, what that was. Um, uh, uh, so thank you for that. Thank you for that. So I guess communication issues are supposed to end while, uh, <laughs> every, while it's in, in retrograde. I know that communication emails and texting and phone calls and even just person to person a lot of miscommunication can happen so hopefully things will straighten out for everyone yes yeah, so that's tomorrow. probably why i wasn't getting frank's picture to put on the show page today exactly <laughs> every time he sent it i wasn't getting it but i do certainly do hope that damn you mars <laughs> well as of tomorrow it's not going to be retrograde anymore so we should have waited until tomorrow for you to send that picture but at least I so have you picture, picture. you're saying that frank's picture is coming from mars <laughs> well, there's a reason I had all those problems with connection last week. See, getting wireless internet on Mars. <laughs> see, that was hard. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> as much, but um, in any event, tonight we're we're going to be starting a new segment of the show, and it's called the Mailbag. And each week we're going to be answering a few of our listeners' questions right here on the air before we start taking the call. So tonight, our first question comes from Melissa. 
Um, This is what she wrote to me. She said, I'm a divorced woman in my late 40s. I've been divorced for more than 15 years. When I first got divorced, I met an amazing man. We really hit it off. I was divorced for about six months when I met him. He was separated. This was the third time he had left his wife. He had two young daughters at that time, three and five, who he loved dearly, so he was struggling being away from them, but he knew very well he wasn't in love with his wife. It was one of those things where he had been dating someone casually for three months, and she got pregnant, and they decided to get married. He was never really in love with her. Anyhow, we were together for 18 months. It was the most amazing 18 months of my life. He was trying to negotiate custody with his soon-to-be ex, and right in front of my eyes he began falling apart. He is a positive person, so he kept upbeat, but he was hurting inside. I knew that he needed to be with his kids, so I encouraged him to go back. After weeks and weeks, it might have been months, of him considering it, he finally decided to go back. He wanted us to keep in touch and said it would only be a while until he figured out how to do this, but I kept my distance because I knew this was going to take a while and I needed to move on. Years later, uh, he left his wife again and contacted me, but I still knew he wasn't ready, so I stayed distant and eventually he went back yet again. Now one daughter is in college, and the second daughter is about to graduate high school and leave for college, and he is focusing his attentions again on me. At the moment, I am not involved with anyone. Through the years, I have dated some wonderful men, but never felt so in love with anyone as I felt with this man. I know we are soulmates, but I have my guard up, and I have stayed emotionally distant from him for so long that I'm not even sure how to allow myself to be vulnerable and open to him or if I want to. I am being very distant. To me, it feels like it's too late to rekindle, but his persistence is slightly getting to me. I always felt in the end he and I would be together, but I used to have so much love in my heart for this man, I don't anymore. I have grown a lot since those days. My question is, will we end up together, and is he the right man for me? His name is Joseph Joe. Um, My immediate impression when I got this letter was... um, Yeah, I really do feel that this is a very, very strong soulmate connection. And I'm feeling, even though apparently this has been uh, on and off kind of romance for, you know, something like 15 years, I still feel very real and strong feelings and and emotions. And if I was reading Melissa's energy and did not know the amount of time this is going on, it feels new, it feels real, it feels invigorated, and it feels now. I mean, it's very much in the moment. So I feel they're both very strongly... Um, dealing with, uh, you know, strong emotions and feelings for each other and and very legitimate feelings. Um, I also picked up, and this is interesting, it wasn't in Melissa's letter at all, but um, I definitely feel that Joe has been involved with other women in this period of time that he's been separating from his wife and leaving and coming back. Um, But I honestly feel that they were very, very short-lived, and um, uh, I don't feel that he really fell for anybody. So I'm not sure if he was just really looking for um, a distraction, which it kind of feels to me. Um, but I, I, I certainly feel that he didn't find any anybody that he really, really connected with. Um, it, Joe comes through to me um, that he really makes the best of situations, um, but I believe he really never stopped loving Melissa. Um, My gut feeling is in the end they're going to be together, though for me it kind of feels like they're going to stay in this being distant with each other kind of thing until the middle part of next year. 
Um, but I definitely feel a bright and happy future for them both. Um, I do feel that as they get to know each other again, um, it's going to be a different kind of relationship. It's going to be much more mature and much more grounded, um, but I still feel it's going to be an amazing relationship. Nonetheless, I feel a lot of really positive things going on between the two of them. Dr. Cirillo, what, what's your take on this? Well, I was going to say Melissa seems to really care about him because when she encouraged him to go back to, the, to his wife because she knew he wasn't ready to be separated from his kid, she was thinking of what was best for him rather than pressuring him, uh, you know, forget about your other family and just be together with me, and that's a good sign. She thinks about him, but I sense a certain selfishness in him that he comes across as a man who, like, wants to have his cake, eat it too, mm. and have a couple of cakes waiting, like what you said about possibly dating other women. Mm. I don't think he wants to give up anything, and the reality is that in a divorce, you know, you, you, you divorce your spouse, not your kids, and you should still see your kids, but you have to give up some time with them. You have to give up money. You know, you have to uh, make certain commitments and sacrifices for your new relationship, and he seems like he's just a little bit too comfortable in, uh, you know, in limbo here, and uh, I think I get the sense that he, he's going to be that way. He has trouble committing to anything and making the final decision if it means giving up something else, and that's, that's something Melissa is going to have to work with and live with. She's going to have to accept that. I don't think that's going to change. Well, and it's interesting because when I was reading this, I was actually thinking about um, the beginning part of what I said, that he had two young daughters at that time, three and five. Um, somewhere else in here, it, it, she indicated that, um, you know, that he never really loved his wife. They were only dating for a few months, and, and then she got pregnant. So obviously at this point, because she had said that they had, he had left the wife three times and always went back, um, and the kids were only three and five. So we're talking about how long do you think they were married at that point, you know, a few years five years or something like that. So I found that quite curious that in that short period of time he had gone back and forth so many times. Um, you know, I hear what you're saying, and typically when I read this kind of situation, I agree with you 110%. I mean, a man um, who, you know, stays in these situations typically does stay, um, you know, but I don't know why this one feels different to me. It just does. Yeah, I think he's ready to leave now because the kids are adults and he can have an independent uh, relationship. So certainly she should give it her best try because she hasn't let it go or moved on with any anyone or anything that's more satisfying. So it's certainly worth a shot. Yeah, that's kind of what I would say as well because the energy to me feels, you know, really marvelous. And I feel the potential is there. And I honestly feel that... Um, both of them have been involved in other relationships through the years, and none of them have really found that same spark as they found with each other. So my gut feeling is, Melissa, go for it and keep us posted. We definitely want to hear how things work out. Sure do. Um, our next letter is from Shannon, and she writes, Dear Lady Fontaine, I've been out of work for over a year and used to work in the television industry. I've been unable to secure another similar position. I am also a writer currently working on a book and doing some writing for local news outlets. I am hoping to develop my writing into a full-time, well-paying career, but I need more income at present. 
I want to know if I should keep pursuing a television position while writing or if I should be looking in a different area or concentrating my writing, on my writing alone. The loss of my earnings has put a huge strain on my family. What do you see for me in the immediate future, and where do you see me headed in the long term? Please give me advice as to what direction to focus my energies. Thank you. All right, I, I picked up a lot of stuff um, with the situation with Shannon. First of all, I want to say that um, with her energy, I honestly feel she's extremely talented. I'm picking up that her passion truly is writing, and I honestly feel that is a something that she should very, very seriously pursue. However, also in her energy, um, I, I feel she is so frozen. I feel her energy so strangled, and I feel she's so blocked and so afraid to make a mistake um, that she's letting opportunities just slip through her fingers. Um, it also feels to me that Shannon is thinking almost in very limited terms. Uh, it, it feels to me that certain opportunities um, have manifested or come come up for her, and it feels to me that she's sort of only – it's sort of like she has certain criteria, and if it doesn't match this, 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 and this, she's not even interested in it. And for me, it feels like these opportunities um, at face value might not be exactly what she was looking for, but I'm feeling that so many of them really held a golden key for her. I also feel that she's looking for her old job and the new opportunities and is, is again, missing so much of potential of what's coming up. Um, for her. Um, my gut feeling is that Shannon should start working. I feel she should be volunteering her time. Um, and just the sheer fact of her getting involved with something again and doing the things that she loves to do, I feel that doors are going to start opening for her. I feel that she has to stop putting her life on hold, waiting for this ideal situation to appear for her. Um, I would definitely suggest that she continues to pursue the writing career, and I, I feel definitely um, long-term potential success for her, but I, I, I hope she'll allow the new opportunities in. Um, some of these new opportunities feel to me that they could be with, with writing. Um, I feel there's a few doors that she hasn't even looked at or opened, um, you know, in, in that field, but I feel there's stuff all around her. I almost feel that things have been knocking at her door and she just hasn't been answering the door. Um, Maybe a job in a publishing house would be the first step, even if she's not a writer, because often the people that get published, especially in a difficult economy, are people that are already in the business and well-connected. It's not that they're some great literary geniuses. You don't have to be. You just have to get an editor or a, a publisher that takes your work seriously and, and gives it a try. So she's got to get into the whatever would get other connections and at the right. same time wouldn't it be nice if she had a paycheck so she could write without constantly worrying where her next meal is coming from and see that would actually be a great 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 opportunity for her and see i'm i'm just so feeling that she's not seeing beyond you know beyond what it is that she thinks she wants it, it just feels to me she's so locked into trying to get back her old job, that she's just not allowing herself to really expand. Um, I really feel that the publishing that, that Dr. Cirilla brought up would be phenomenal for her, and I also kind of feel if she chooses to stay in, in television, um, I'm seeing her at a smaller, like a cable company or a smaller kind of company where she'll, you know, sort of move to the head of the helm really, really quickly, and I feel once she's in the door, she would. 
um, I, you know, I feel opportunities all around her. You know, I would not suggest that she solely focuses only on writing the book. Um, I would suggest if, if there's any freelance writing assignments or other ways of getting income. I mean, there's, I don't feel there's just one answer um, for her, but I definitely feel that she's her own worst enemy here, without a doubt. Um, I, and, and more so than anything, I'm feeling she strangles her own energy and she's her own reason for not moving forward. I mean, we talk about the law of attraction, and I'm just feeling she's radiating lack big time. Therefore, what she gets back from the universe is also lack. Um, yeah, in the television field, that's very important. If you come in for an audition or a job interview and you're radiating that you want this so badly but you don't have anything, that's the wrong attitude. What you have to do is stay on the air or stay in the field, even if it means taking a lesser position and act like you love it. And that's hard. That, it is that's hard. not as easy as it sounds, but people do it. But also, I, I just feel she's lost what it is that is important to her um, and that's why I suggest volunteering or getting involved with, you know, helping children or, or something, you know, where she can start blooming again in what she does best, if it's television production, if it's writing. If she's doing it and flowing in it, I feel then she's going to be radiating the right kind of energy where she can go out and easily land one of these jobs that she seeks. Exactly. It's easier to get a job when you have a job, and it's also easier because a lot of people, especially in a bad economy, they're not desperate for workers, so they often hire from within. And the person that's volunteering there three days a week or that work, that works at a lower job but you know has the skills is a better risk than a stranger off the street. Right, right. Um, but I do, in her energy, I feel in Shannon's energy, um, a lot of potential and a lot of opportunities. I just feel um, if she could change her, per, you know, perception of what a potential job offer um, involves um, and, and sort of look beyond that or at least give the a particular job enough, uh, the opportunity to see where it would go, I feel there are so many golden doors. I actually feel whatever she's looking for in a job is like a tiny piece of what she ultimately would have if she just sort of was a little bit more flexible in getting in the door. Um, uh, no matter how I look at her energy, she's the only one holding her back. Um, anything that she really does, I feel she's going to be successful in. Um, I do feel that there's television opportunities for her. She just has to let them in. Um, writing, definitely do it. I honestly feel she's going to get a, a book deal down the road, but it feels to me you know, it's down the road. I don't feel that that's going to manifest for her overnight. The only other thing I want to say is that I know she made reference to the fact that, you know, um, this whole situation was putting a lot of stress on the marriage, and I, I actually feel it's more than just the finances now. It's There's a heaviness in the energy in, in, in our whole situation, and the only way she's going to fix it is, is go within and start fixing herself. Another thing I'm thinking of as far as a an income potential, because it's hard even when you're a published writer to earn a living with writing. You don't make on books what you used to make because there's so many other ways, you know, the Internet and everything that people didn't used to have anything but the printed word. What I would suggest is there's a lot of people out there who also want to get books published, and if she's a good writer and she likes to write, you can make a lot of money or a significant amount ghostwriting. Wow. And you can make your own you can make your own hours too and it's very easy to advertise and 
to get people that, that want you to do it for them, especially if you have connections in the field that might be able to help uh, get them published. And, you know, it depends on the deal. You're either a ghost totally or you're a co-writer, but it, it can't hurt. You know, that, and, you, and they pay you before they get any publication deal. Yeah, I think that that's phenomenal. I'm, I'm feeling very, very positive about that. So, Shannon, if you are listening, um, maybe look into that. I mean, there's, to me, I'm feeling there's opportunities all around you. You really just have to sort of open your heart and allow them in. Um, I, I just feel, you know, you've sort of been, to me, it feels like you've been limited in, um, in, your, in, your, in your approach, in your perception of what it is that you want. But I'm feeling a lot of these other things that have come your way um, hold a lot of gifts that you can't even imagine. The only other thing I want to mention is that I do very strongly feel that there have been experiences or situations or opportunities that have sort of started to manifest and then fizzle and disappear, and I feel that that's also sort of prohibiting you from moving forward. But look at each um, situation as it comes up with fresh eyes, and I feel that's going to take you really, really far. Overall, I'm feeling really good about the potential with her. I just hope she works on herself to sort of, you know, um, release some of the, the um, I don't want to say lack, but it, her, her energy just feels like it's so strangled. I don't even know what to call it. But um, if she works on herself to sort of release that, I feel that's going to change everything in her life. Yeah, I get a depressed sense, and that often happens when you work in a high-profile job like the media, and then you lose it, that nothing else gives you that same kind of uh, excitement, and, and that that's a, you become depressed, and that's part of what she's struggling with, but you have to try to do something to get over that so you don't communicate that as extreme lack when you go out there looking for something. Right, and again, you know, when you want something, you know, and Shannon, look up the meaning of want in the dictionary, it's lack of. So when you want something, you're sending out a message of lack to the universe. Um, and unfortunately, you can't fool the universe, so what you get back is more of wanting whatever it is that you want. So if you want a job or you want, you know, a high-paying, prestigious, you know, opportunity somewhere, um, you're going to keep on what the universe sends you back is, situations where you keep on wanting it rather than having it so instead of wanting it have it and feel it and that's why i suggest that you go out there either do volunteer work or work with children or something where you're doing it again once you're back in the groove of doing it i feel you're going to start drawing in totally new experiences so do we have time to do one more question today what do you what do you guys say i say go for it all right i agree <laughs> okay um, all right, one more uh, letter I received. This is from Vicki. She said, I am a 42-year-old woman who is newly divorced. My husband of 15 years devastated me with his infidelity. My sister was battling cancer at the time, and we went out to hold each other up when I, first, when I met him. It was probably one of the most magical nights of my life. I felt a comfort with this man from day one, almost as if I've known him my entire life. We have been together for two years. He's one of the most honest, stand-up men I've ever known. We have a relationship that that is beyond amazing and a friendship that so exceeds special. He's married, and we both wrestle with the guilt of this love that we share. In fact, we break up every couple of months because of the guilt we both carry. 
me because it was done to me and I don't want to hurt anyone, and him because he comes from a divorced family and doesn't want to hurt his children. His marriage was over before I met him. He got her pregnant initially and did the dutiful thing by marrying her. He recently told his wife that he was leaving, and now the guilt for him is worse than ever. I want to be there for him, but at the same time, I need to get off of this emotional roller coaster ride myself. Do you believe in soulmates? What about bad karma? My ex-husband lives with the girl he left me for, and believe it or not, I'm friendly with her. Do you believe that true love conquers all? Um, Dr. Cirillo, do you want to go first on this one? Because you may have some very practical. Um, yeah, you know, okay, true love does conquer a lot, but the trouble is when there's in-laws, families that don't approve, wives and husbands that didn't want to leave and that have been left and there's kids involved, it's more hurdles and obstacles. With every obstacle, the love gets tested, and the love has to be that much stronger because it's kind of like us against the world. So, yeah, it's best if there's two single people whose families approve and they get married and there's no kids involved. Uh, both of these relationships started off with, you know, the, the man who got married because he got the wife pregnant and now he's guilty about leaving, doesn't want to hurt the kids. What I would say, even though he didn't write the letter, is that, you know, eventually there's always going to be somebody hurt. And if a relationship is right, it's right. If it isn't right with him and his wife, he should leave that relationship and figure out the best way to take care of the kids. If it is right, then he should work on that and he shouldn't be with another woman, certainly. Uh, my sense is it isn't right, and it usually isn't when it starts out with duty. So we have to put what's what's right for us and uh, in the long term above the immediate duty. Uh, but as far as the practical issues here, be aware there's going to be a lot of stresses on this relationship, a lot of outside pressure, unless the two of you can run off somewhere and uh, just deal with, with the people that you have to deal with, but his kids are going to be there. You should be preparing for that, that you've already got stepchildren. Um, you, you know, take the practical into consideration and figure out how you're going to deal with each obstacle. And, and then if the love is there, I, I would say go for it. Maybe the two of you are right for each other. You know, till death do us part was when the average lifespan was 40. Mm. And sometimes we don't grow up till we're in our 40s, and that's when we meet the right life partner, where before that we're just uh, learning experiences. But if there are kids and families and, and problems, you know, th those aren't going to go away either. So you have to decide the best way to deal with them. No, I agree with that. And it's interesting because so often with these kinds of relationships, I really feel very little potential, and both of these, um, questions tonight. I'm um, I'm actually feeling uh, a soul level connection on both of them, and for Vicky, I, I actually feel honestly true love and a soulmate connection on both parts, both from his end and from Vicky's end. And I honestly, from a psychic perspective, I do believe he's going to leave his wife, his wife, but I do feel he has a ways to go before he gets to that point. Um, I, I definitely agree, based on what I'm feeling in his energy, that he does feel like an honest and honorable man, um, and I believe he's trying to do the right thing. But I think he needs more time to try to work things out in his marriage or, or come to the realization that it is time for him to leave. His energy doesn't feel to me that he's ready to do that today. 
Um, I agree with Dr. Cirillo. I mean, guilt isn't a foundation for marriage, and, you know, if that's what's holding them together, their marriage is doomed to fail. It feels to me it's already failed. It's just a matter of when he's going to get the guts to really walk out the door. Um, I would agree with Dr. Cirillo. It certainly is worth giving it a shot. I would say give him the time within, you know, make, make some predetermination of how much more time since you've already invested two years in this. Um, make some, you know, predetermined determination. I want to give it another six months, another year, whatever it is, um, especially since, based on what you're saying, he's already spoken to his wife and has told her that he wants to leave. I don't feel he would have done that unless he was really, really close to being ready to leave. Um, you did ask some questions. Um, I want to answer them for you. Um, you you asked me if I believe in soulmates. Um, I definitely do, but my perception or my understanding of what a soulmate is isn't always what we think about when we think of soulmates. Um, most people, when they think of soulmates, they think of that person that's really right for them in a long-term relationship or forever. A soulmate is truly a person that we reincarnate with lifetime after lifetime, um, good, bad, or indifferent, um, anybody who is not really indifferent but good or bad, anybody who has greatly impacted your life is truly a soulmate. Um, you also asked me, um, you know, uh, what about bad karma? I look at karma, um, you know, it, karma is a personal thing. Um, you know, Henry Ford, Ford once said, if you believe it is or you believe it isn't, you're right. Um, so if you believe in karma and believe your actions will come back to hurt you in some way, then it will. Um, but from a spiritual perspective, we really don't know, you know, really what karma is or what the what the effects of it are. I mean, some some various, um, you know, Eastern religions look at karma in one way, and other New Age people look at it a different way. So we don't really know. But I personally try to live my life, you know, as fairly as I can. Um, I believe in karma, but I don't let it rule my life. Um, I want to comment to what uh, Dr. Cirillo said, because uh, you asked if true love conquers all. Um, you know, I believe that also is a personal question. In your energy, I would say that, yes, that is a definite truth. Um, I feel for you in the end, if you end up with this man, you're going to feel that true love conquers all. For someone else, it might not be, but all that, all that matters for you, Vicki, is in the end, love will conquer all. So, I mean, that's it for tonight's uh, first um, segment of the mailbag. And I think, honestly, I think these are probably some of the best questions that we've ever had on the show. Don't you agree, Dr. Cirillo? Oh, yeah. I think they're very sophisticated questions. And at the same time, they uh, are issues that everybody in one form or another has dealt with and would be concerned about. Without a doubt. And the, on, the first and third question, uh, questions were very, very similar. We are having a special show on March 30th on relationships. And this is one kind of scenario that I would like us to talk about a bit because I certainly come across it a lot in my work. And, Dr. Cirillo, is this something that you also see, you know, in, in your work as being a psychologist? Oh, yeah. You know, somebody who's got so much invested in a marriage or a long-term relationship versus the other person on the outside that they feel a real attraction to. Now, when you were right when you said that in these kind of relationships, if it's just attraction, usually it won't last because the marriage is more solid. And if you married that other person, 
eventually it would go to the same boring level. But in this case, it seemed to be real that this was the right person that they met at the later time in their life. And, uh, yeah, you run across that. What do you do when you already have prior uh, commitments and responsibilities? It's tough. It, it really, really is tough. So that, along with a bunch of other things on relationships, is going to be um, the topic of our conversations on Tuesday, March 30th. Um, tonight we, we have a, a special segment on strengthening your intuition, and we do invite listeners to take this exercise along with us. There's a link on my show page here on Blog Talk Radio to a presentation. Follow along with us as we do the exercises to strengthen your intuition. This will help test your own abilities. So, okay, guys, are you ready? Because I sent you a link to this um, this other website that has some surprises for us. Do you yeah. guys have that open? Ready. Yes, All right. And I sent you a test earlier today, so did you guys play with it a little bit so that you know how this works? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Okay. Frank, you did. And Rachel, yep. are you around? <laughs> All right. Sure well, maybe Rachel, Rachel. <laughs> yes, sorry. And Jean, do yes, you have I a am. Com- okay. Jean, do you have a computer in front of you? Yes, I do. Okay. Ooh, I'm good. right at so could, at your side. Okay, so we could all play along with this. Mm. All right, the first envelope is for Julie. What I, Basically, yeah. all I want you to do is start telling me anything that you pick up. Now, anybody else who um, is doing this exercise, anybody who's on the phone or if you're doing it from home, um, obviously if you're doing it from home, it doesn't have your name on it, just start jotting down some of the impressions that you're having when you're looking at this particular envelope. What I've asked my co-hosts, to do is to have a blank envelope around them. Um, What I find is I need something to focus on, so I hold the blank envelope rather than looking at the screen. And I, because I work so much on feelings, and it just helps me sort of get in touch with what it is that I'm doing. But you guys do it anyway. It's not mandatory to use the envelope, but just give me any impressions. There's no right or wrong answers here. Julie, you're on. Okay. I'm actually holding the white envelope. Okay, good. So um, w- what are you picking up? I Little girls, uh, children running. I, so, I don't know what it reminds me of. I just see pinks and uh, pastel colors. Like, for some reason, it's reminding me of little kids. Okay. All right. You want to take a peek at it? At the picture? Yeah. Is there anything else? Is there anything else you want to... That was the strongest thing. Okay. All right. Let's take a peek. Just hit the right arrow. Now, this is Rachel's cup. Now, Rachel, Rachel, are you on the line? Yes. All right. Was there anything that Julie said that ties in in any way um, with, you know, with children or pink or pastels? Obviously, the cup is not pastel colors. But uh, you, you did say that springtime. you got this on vacation when you were with somebody, right? It, but it was springtime. So to Ooh. me, when I think springtime, I think pastel. Okay. So when you think of this cup, are you thinking springtime? Mm, softness. 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 Okay. And something it were it was actually you know she kind of hit on it. Um, it was actually bought as a keepsake, doing something with somebody I loved very much. Uh, that I hadn't done since I was a kid. Ooh, okay. All right. Well, see, that's the kind of the kind of correlation, the kind of things um, when you pick up, and, and obviously, Julie, you picked up very strongly and very quickly 
on that particular um, energy, and it has to do with tying things in. It's just like when I'm getting impressions, it's not like reading a book. We don't know what it is or where it fits in, um, but it, it somehow always does. So right. that was the first good shot at things. All right, um, next next screen. The next envelope is for Rachel. Okay. So just shoot with whatever whatever comes to mind. Um, I don't, there we go. Um, blue. I it feels like it's blue. Soft. has something to do with the man. Okay. Anything else? No. Okay. Let's click and see what it is. All right. This is Julie's. Julie? And there is, like, blue or bluish green or something on the granite, but... um, Besides that, that little stone in the corner is blue. Ah, okay. Stone in the corner of the disc. Mm-hmm. That's a blue stone. And was that who? Who gave you this? My boyfriend. Ah. <laughs> so good job, and it's Rachel. A long chain. Is it a long chain? Um. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. All right, but that's very good. Yeah, that is. All right, let's go to the next envelope, and this one is for um, Joanna. Joanna is in here tonight, so does anybody want to take hers? All right, I'll do it. Go ahead. Since no one's jumping at once. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm seeing. Oh, that's so it uh, sort of. I have two things coming. I have a flag for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, what color is the flag? Is it an American flag? It, uh, yeah, it looks like an American. It it looks like an American flag, but may may not be exactly. Okay. It's like I almost don't recognize it as my flag, but it's similar colors. Okay. Uh, and I see boxy, kind of like a flag would be. And then something completely different was that I saw grass and and felt like a country feel. Okay. But so you want to take a look at it, and let's see what it is. All right. Oh, this is right. This is no. This is Frank's tie clasp. Frank, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Okay, so tell us a little bit about this. Well, well actually, you, what is it on? It's on a wooden what? That's that's my desk. It's just a very okay. very old desk. Okay. Um, you say countryside, which is kind of interesting because it is a wagon wheel. Uh, yeah. On uh, on the tie clip. Um, not sure about the flag thing, uh, but this is. Well, you said a flag, but not your flag. I mean, this is a big stretch, but um, <laughs> I, it it is very old, very very old. The tie clip, so it might have been maybe when the flag was a different <laughs> had a different amount of stars. <laughs> but on I also it. said I did say the the but, flag uh, colors, which would be I guess blue and white. There's no red, but the uh, there's there is red. There is red. Oh, uh, there is at the very end. There's in, red. in the tight in the center, there's a yeah. ruby, very small ruby. Interesting, because I did say red, white, and blue. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't know why, and I mean this honestly, Julie, when I look at it, there's something about a flag that, honestly, I swear on my life, that, that comes into my head as well. 
I don't know what it is, but it, it's there. Hmm. It's 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 that whole wagon wheel sort of like America Conestoga wagon sort of thing. I I, I, I would think. <laughs> well, there's something there. I'm not sure. Um, but that was very very good. Very very good. All right, let's go to the next screen, and the next one is for Jean. Uh oh. All right, what are you picking up? And remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is Miss Skeptic here. (laughs) Wait, am I supposed to be doing it? Yes, you're supposed to be telling (laughs) us. We're waiting for you. Oh, right. Oh, 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 oh. Well, let's see. What am I picking up? I'm looking at the blank screen now. And that's what we want you to look at. There's a little flag in the corner. There's two flags. There's red, white, and blue, just plain colors. And then there's a red. There's a real flag. That that was in the corner when we were talking about the flags before. Uh, on this, I'm picking up a big face. Uh, let's see. Dark hair. Thick eyebrows. Big nose. Uh, oh gosh. So uh, let's see a mustache. <laughs> like, like a Marlon Brando. Uh, oh my God. Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, blue eyes. Uh, sort of indented cheeks. A brown tie. A yellow shirt. Wow. Wow what? I know you have such, this detail is blowing me away. I can't wait for us to look because I don't remember what, what I put here. Gene, you're going to meet it. this guy tomorrow, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> Marlon Brando. Hey, <laughs> he's got a brother. <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see. Yeah, I don't know, kind of a strong, strong body, uh, strong uh, T-shirt, wearing a T-shirt now, but with the tie. Uh, a t-shirt with a tie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Without his jacket. <laughs> uh, let's see. Brown shoes. Wow. Light blue pants. <laughs> I've never heard anybody give so much detail. All right, I'm taking a look to see what's on this page. I can't take it anymore. Oh, please. <laughs> uh. Okay, now let's see. This is a This is a bracelet that I have. Um, I'm trying to think of who I know that looks like Marlon Brando. I made this bracelet, um, but I'm trying to... But you were watching on the waterfront at the time you made the bracelet, right? And, and standing over my shoulder was Marlon Brando. You got you go. it! <laughs> right. um, I'm trying to think. I don't remember when I made this or who... I didn't make it for anybody in particular. Um, except I, I wear it all the time. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to, I mean, the detail you picked up to me is too, too outstanding for us to, um, to ignore. So well, somebody, somebody in your life gave you that bracelet or, want, or gave you a similar bracelet or wanted to give you a bracelet. Um, everybody knows that I wear only bracelets or earrings. I don't wear like necklaces. I wear rings, but I get a lot of bracelets. I do love bracelets. Um, I'm sure, and that's very much my type. I like the dark, 
uh, I love mustaches. I do, and that's a very out thing, but that's something that you said, and you had a mustache, and that's, like, um, amazing. <laughs> I just don't know who it is at the moment. Maybe he's coming into my life. Maybe he is. <laughs> I don't know, but um, I'm going to give this some more thought. I'm trying to remember when I made that bracelet and if I was seeing anybody that fit that description because that's what my gut feeling is. I just can't sort of place them at the moment. Well, this one's going to give you a real bracelet. Well, oh, well, when Marlon comes in, you mean the new one. He's Let's make it diamonds this time, please, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, our next envelope is for Frank. All right. So let's see. I pause this thing, right? And then I hold the envelope in my hand, and now I'm I, I'm going to concentrate on the envelope, correct? Right. You're you're going to try to just right. relax, and whatever comes up comes up. Uh, water, okay. ocean waves, but not an actual uh, like more of a drawing of water, like a like a caricature of a wave, like like you'd see on a Greek pottery. Um, very thick lines. Um, some some other business underneath that. Um, some maybe swirly lines or something. Uh, hmm. For some reason I'm I'm getting like like container, like that actually might be on a container. Okay. For something. And heat. Okay. Maybe 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 a container that you bake something in, like a. Or it could be I'm hungry and I'm just aching for some macaroni and cheese right now. I don't know. But uh, well, some kind of like, too. yeah, some kind of crock uh, oh, okay. of sorts that you would maybe bake something in. But there's definitely some sort of wave pattern. Okay. Man, it's going to be a clown or something. I know. No, all right. Well, you want to take a look at it and we'll see? Uh, or, you, or anything else coming up? Hmm. No, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go okay. with that. All, all right. right. Let's click and see. Wow, I think that was excellent, what you came <laughs> up with. I mean, I don't see the crockpot. Well, there's, there's some sort of, I mean, the, it's got I, the I think I got I got caught up, too, I think, on just the fact that, I don't know, it, it felt like something I, I would have seen in, at the Met with uh, on Greek pottery. But, yeah, some kind of wavy thing at the top there. Who is this? Rachel, is that you? Oh, she must be screening calls. Um, this was a picture that Rachel sent, so I'm not sure if that's her or not, because I'd like to get a little no. bit. Is that you? That, no, that's not me. That is a self-portrait uh, that my mother did. That's oh, okay. My is there anything to do with water around her? Uh, when it was done, uh, they actually lived uh, very near the Mississippi off Canal Street in the French Quarter. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. So, very so, good, so thanks. It's, it's a drawing, and there's water involved. <laughs> that's, that's what this is all about. It doesn't yeah. mean, you know, you're – because, I mean, I, 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 I'm a very good psychic, and I've tested very, very high on any psychic test that I've taken, but there's times I'll hold an envelope, and I invite you guys to prepare something for me like this at some point. And you're going to see, I don't always nail exactly what's there. I'm going to nail what's behind it. And that, to me, when you're doing a psychic reading, is more important. I mean, oh, granted, so I'll know all the details, but isn't it equally as important or more important for me to understand what's going on behind the scenes and understand how someone's feeling or, you know, what the deeper layers 
are really telling us in the energy. And that's, that was a perfect demonstration with what you just did, Frank. That awesome. was awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> Tell right. them what you can't see. And that's, that's the key. It's really what you can't see and what you could pick up and feel around the energy. And that's what any good psychic does. And that's exactly what you demonstrated, what all of us are demonstrating in, in what, we're, what you guys are picking up. Do you want to do more? Because I have more here. Sure. Let's do a couple more. Okay, Rachel, you're up next. Is she, a, is she on the phone, Rachel? Oh, Hello? maybe she's screening calls. Oh, okay. Um, well, we can't really skip this one because, well, we can. We could go past it. We can go back when she's on the phone. Um, if you skip it, um, the next one is Julie. Oh. So okay. just skip by um, and get to the next envelope. Okay. Got it. All right. What are your impressions? All of a sudden it went to the heart. Ooh. And I'm not sure if it's an image of a heart like like someone would draw or if it's actually of the body part, but I think I'm getting more the body part. Like when you see a scientific heart, uh, when they show like on a medical show Mm. or something like that, the heart. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and is there any colors involved? Well, I see the dark red. Okay. And I see, I see white, and I see, I don't know what white is. I see like a white uh, cylinder, and then also the the color of well, the color of my skin, which is pretty light. Uh, I'm very pale. And it's it's very uh, scientific to me. Cold. There's not a lot of warmth. Okay. All right. That's good that you picked that up. All right. Let's take a look and see what it is. Now, there certainly is not. It cold is castles. I mean, they're very <laughs> cold with everything being stone or whatever inside. Look how pale it is, though. Yes. Yeah, that is the color. I mean, definitely. Wow. Um, heart clinical, this is, I mean, well, to me, a castle isn't clinical, but inside <laughs> they are. I mean, I've looked at, you know, these tours that they have, or been, and it is. I mean, I think to myself, it's so, you know, um, I don't, I can't think of the word, like coarse. You know, it's not warm. It's not inviting. It's just Who's, cold. Cold. I'm so glad you said that because that was really perceiving something big What time. image is this? What image I don't is know. This? I don't know. Okay. I I I took this off of the internet. Um, perhaps if we found out whose castle this is, watch it be like the Heartland Castle or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I was just thinking. Like, which yeah, is the Lionheart? I'll you know. see if I could do some research on that and figure out what it is. But I don't know. It looks like there's some sort of writing on the side there. Can anybody make that out? Like it's it's a uh, 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 vertical on the right hand side. Um. Do you see, see that? No. Um, no. Like okay. under the, look at the castle, the the last two windows right. on the right-hand side. Go straight down into the soil part. Mm-hmm. And to me, it looks like there's writing underneath those two, those two window columns. 
I, I, I see, can't make it out. I see what I, you mean, but it look it just looks like texture on my screen, really. Oh, maybe it is. I don't know. Well, I'm going to do some research on that. I I feel you nailed that, Julie. I really <laughs> do. I really really do. All right, next one. Uh, who's next? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, Jean. Um, is anything coming up? Oh, it says Jean is coming. Up. Okay, Jean. It's me again. Yes. Okay, let's see uh, what I see this time. Let me get to my uh, blank screen. Okay, all right, here we are on the blank. What am I seeing? Okay, I think I see blue. I see like some writing, like like uh, uh, a board or something, like with white on blue. Um, and words, I, I can't make out what the words are, but they're printed, they're pretty large. It's white words on a blue board. Um, I don't know, I think I see like a plant. There's a little green on the side. Big plant, big leaves in a, in a brown uh, plant, uh, a, a big brown dish. Like a classroom kind of thing, but but the board is like being held closer, um, like something you can write on, like a graphic thing. Uh, let's see. I see stars, little uh, white stars, like a drawn, like a planetarium, like a fake kind of planetarium. Uh, history. Uh, like a museum of natural history, I remember going there with my class, and and I see that and that in the sky, the the stars. Uh, now I see like the seats and the bleachers, like closed down, like a planetarium, not uh, the classroom and the blue board with the writing on it anymore. Yeah, I see a front of the room, somebody like teaching or running a seminar in the front of the room, a desk and dark, though, with the spotlight around spotlight on the person and on the stage, uh, still some kind of a learning uh, arena. I'm just amazed at all the detail that you get. I'm anxious to see this one because I think I know what's on the next page. And <laughs> if it is, I'm telling you, it is. You blow, blew me away. <laughs> I mean, you literally blew me away. Um this is me, um, and what I want to say is when you were talking about the seminars and stuff, I do, you know, seminars and workshops. Um, this particular picture isn't one where I was obviously teaching, but you picked up the blue. I mean, it was actually purple, but you picked up the white lettering. I mean, I was blown away when you said that because I had a feeling that this was what was underneath there. Oh. Is it, aren't you blown away, Jean? I guess I'm not so only blown I... away by that, but I have to add something in. Well, um, go ahead. And I have a question for you, Lady Fontaine. Go ahead. As far as if if she was do, picking up an envelope and it was actually, let's say, exactly what the picture two envelopes later, I mean two pictures later yes. was yes. instead of one, can people be picking up that instead? Yes, absolutely. When, when, when we do this in real life, um, you know, uh, I ask people, for instance, to, you know, take off their watch or a ring or whatever they feel comfortable. Even some people put wallets in a basket. And then the next person will pick up the item and then just start picking up from the item. I mean, these are strangers in a room that we know nothing about. 
Then I also ask people to bring a sealed envelope with a picture in it. Okay. Um, and at that point, um, usually the person will pick up on the picture. When I do these, like when I'm tested, I get tested on a yearly basis as a psychic. Um, <laughs> voluntarily, I do that voluntarily. <laughs> Um, and um, when I do those tests, I'm one that will they – have, they, they, they have all these algorithms that could track this. Um, I'm often wrong for the next one and the next one and the next one. It's all done online, but they quickly get my pattern, and I'm usually doing the one, the one behind or the, one in, one, the next one in the future. Right. So, yes. When That's what I figured. Online, and the reason absolutely. I'm asking, if you go back a few pictures, it's the one we skipped. It's the yes. one Rachel was supposed to do, but she wasn't here to do it. Yes. The little dog. Yes. His name is Marlon Brando. Oh. Oh, oh my God. That's my dog, and that's oh his name. Oh my God, Jean. Oh, he's so Why did you say that? Oh my God. Well, case closed. Yes. Oh, I was wondering wow. where that came from. I figured I'm completely off, you know, we're looking for that guy and instead the dog. Oh. oh my god. What about what about the white lettering and the one we the one I just did? I, I don't uh, quite understand when you said I was right about the white lettering Because uh, you were saying white lettering on a blue background and yeah. you said yeah. there were large letters. Yeah, you and you said weren't white sure what stars, that said. Yeah. I think you and said, you said yeah. stars, it has the feeling of stars on this. Right. On what? Um, do you see do, the picture? Uh, do you see the one with me with uh, in that cartoon outfit? Yeah. Um, don't you see in the background purple on and white lettering? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when you were saying, then you saw it change, and then, then, then suddenly the person was at the head of the class and they were teaching a workshop or a seminar, that's what I do. Oh, yeah, I know that. that so that you nailed it. You absolutely that. nailed it. But the white lettering in that, that's, that's spooky, because the, the seminar, I would guess that. That would come from my unconscious, my intuition. Yeah, but you didn't know this was going to be me. No, but the white lettering and the blue, that's that's interesting. But Marla Brando, the dog, that's and the stars, yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, the that fact that you said Marlon Brando. <laughs> Marlon oh Brando, God. that was awesome. The, the, that is that really awesome. the dog's name? That is really the dog's name. Oh my God. And we call oh, him Brando. Oh, that is awesome. Mom Brando. Oh, my God. I just want, for Frank's sake, sake, I just want you to go to the last picture. We don't have time to do the other ones today. But just go to the end. Frank will get this. For my sake, let's see. Yes. Go to the last picture. You'll know when you get there. It's the sunset. Uh, uh, Come on. The very last Uh, picture? Yes. Yes. The sunset. Do you see that? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to simulate in in ghost hunting, we have something called orbs that are echoplasma, and it's just orbs. If this is really bubbles, but um, I was trying to simulate it. When I saw that that, that feature, I said, oh, i got to do that. <laughs> but, um, you know, basically, if you – and, Jean, I'm going to work with you because you have a lot of ability, a lot of psychic – I mean, you all do. I think you all blew me away. But Jean beyond blew me away because she nailed the name and she nailed – I mean, the white lettering on the blue background blew me away. Mm-hmm. Hey. I called it in the beginning. You guys are going to switch places. That's right. Show. <laughs> oh, all 
okay. I'm a psychologist, so I could do it. So, yes, yeah. next week next week it's going to be Lady Cirillo and Dr. Okay, <laughs> Dr. Okay, Dr. Fontaine, Lady <laughs> Cirillo. Okay, all right, yeah. I can go for this. But in any event, today, unfortunately, we didn't have it because we had this exercise, and I feel that this was really, really um, important both for listeners and and for us and really understanding how we can, I mean, you all did phenomenal, how we really can get deep within our energy and really get in touch with that inner voice that truly is our intuition and is there to guide us and help us along. I want you all to be aware of it. Go back and, you know, play with this exercise. There's exercises online that are just random things. You could play with that, too. I can almost guarantee you that you're going to be nailing a lot of this stuff. It's a good way for you really to help develop your 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 psychic abilities and your intuition. Um, I think that we are out of time, <laughs> just about. Um, yep. uh, uh, does anybody have anything to say before Frank closes? I'm just going to go with this. Brando. Yeah, Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> I'm floored. I'm absolutely floored. But well, you, remember to... T- Oh, does anybody want to say anything? Because I do want to say something. Go for it. Go for it. it. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) I want to thank all the listeners and the callers for allowing us into your homes and for sharing your life's experiences with us. We adore you, and we hope that we help you along life's path. Thank you to my co-hosts, Dr. Jean Cirillo, Frank Todaro, Joanna Sanchez. We hope she's feeling better, and Julie Zellman. Special thanks also to Rachel, who did a great job screening calls and helping us with the switchboard. Thank you. Many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Remember to tune in next week at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear more of Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo taking your calls and answering your questions live here on I Am The Future. Tintillating conversation and expert advice as callers experience the best of both worlds with two of America's top relationship experts. Tune in next week at 11 p.m. on Tuesday, March 16th, for more of Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo helping to guide listeners with their questions. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo are also available to give you their expert guidance in private sessions. They will be offering 15, 30, and 60-minute sessions. Please visit Lady Fontaine's website for additional information and to how to schedule your appointment with this dynamic duo of relationship and life experts who can help guide you through life's changes. Don't forget to visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about her or to schedule a private reading or life coaching session. You can also follow Lady Fontaine on Twitter and Facebook her for latest announcements. Please visit our show page on Blog Talk Radio for details on all of our co-hosts along with their contact information and for details on how to get your questions answered live here on I and the Future. And Lady Fontaine, thank you so much for introducing us to the intuition exercise. It was really fun, and we learned a lot about Dr. Cirillo's innate ability that she was unaware of. <laughs> and again, this skeptic, she always flags uh, herself as a skeptic, and she really proved herself wrong tonight. Oh, uh, boy. Marlon yeah. proved me wrong. I know. I'm, I'm so still so blown away by that. I am. But, again, thank you all. It was a pleasure. Um, Have a wonderful week, and remember to honor yourself. And you'll automatically draw in countless experiences that honor you. Be sure to call back in in a few minutes. We're going to be back on the air with the invisible world. 
Dr. Cirillo, you might want to stick around for that one, but you have to hang up and call back in. It's next right here. Um, Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Good night, everybody. Hope to see you back here next week. Good night. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.